0: I don't know what that hand gesture is jordan but it's a terrible hand gesture to let me know that this show is live nba strategy show tuesday january 2nd i am josh engelman i am joined by adam share we are brought to you by better and if you liked our six game slate yesterday congratulations you are in luck there is a six game slate once again today hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live Follow us both on Twitter, and then go get your popcorn ready because we've got
1: Drummond versus Embiid. Adam, what's up? Oh, I didn't realize that was... Yeah, I didn't think about that part of it. Um, Yeah, that'll be fun. So who's starting at center for the Bulls tonight?
0: Adamba Samongo. <laughs> I, I don't think I got any of that right, but close enough. tight, I guess. Uh, how was yesterday, other than not great?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was... Fine, other than, you know, the DFS part of it. Uh, made, made a little bit of money betting, but much less than usual, since I can no longer bet as much as I was before. Um, made a little bit on the night slate, got seventh on that, so that could have been a lot better. College football wasn't good. Main slate was worse than not good. Uh, so, on to today. On
0: to today is right. Six games to break down here. We basically don't have injury news today. It's like Trey Murphy's questionable, and that's about it. And like maybe someone from Charlotte is the only new, like it's the only injury report we don't have. So we might be sitting on a very tame day. I know saying that now is going to create all sorts of hell, but we don't have it on the injury report right now. So we're staring a pretty normal ish slate in the face. We'll see what we end up getting by the time we get to seven, but I'm ready to just talk about it. Agreed. And that is what we shall do. So hit that like button, folks. We get it started now. Chicago Bulls, as I mentioned, by the way, three games on today's six game slate, 10 or more point uh, underdogs. So fun, including two touchdowns plus for the Charlotte Hornets. 10 and a half point dogs. That would be the Bulls in Philadelphia taking on the 76ers, 225 total for Chicago. Still no Tory Craig, still no Zach Levine, still no Nikola Vucevic. Call it 10% ownership to Alex Caruso, Io Desunmu, Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan, and Patrick Williams. Drummond is 8,200 on DK, 9,200 on FanDuel. It's really hard to want to prioritize Chicago. Uh, Philly plays slow. They're a great defense. These guys have been in the same rotation for a while now. So I am mostly just right with the field on Williams, DeRozan, White, but I'm under on Caruso and Desunmu. Look, Chicago, 107 implied total. It's either them or Charlotte with the clear worst implied totals on today's slate. I don't want much from the Bulls.
1: Yeah, it's tough to have a lot you really like here for all the reasons that you said. Um, Unappealing matchup, team that has been, you know, obviously they're missing Levine, they're missing Vooch, but that's been the case for a while now. The Rosen at 8,300 getting 11% ownership. If you get there, fine, but he's priced about where he should be. Caruso at 5,500, shooting guard small forward looks like A usable value just because, like you were saying before, we don't have a lot of injuries on this slate right now. So he's going to fit easily into a lot of different builds. It's not like you're really excited about getting to Alex Caruso, but he should give you 28 to 32 minutes somewhere in there. And at that price tag, looks okay. I think Drummond is really interesting as a tournament play at 3%. I don't have a lot of confidence in him. Obviously, this matchup is extremely difficult, even joking, you know, jokes aside about him ducking Embiid for the last half decade. But, um, (laughs) It's, it's a tough spot, but he is still only 8,200 on draft things. We saw about 30 minutes from him last game. Um, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that the game he played, you know, 21 minutes was an anomaly. He was in massive foul trouble there, and it was just a weird game flow. If he avoids foul trouble here, which obviously is a big if, but if he avoids foul trouble, you're likely getting 30-plus minutes from him. He's a great point-per-minute guy. A lot of his production just comes from redounding, which is less of an issue. Um, it's not – you know just scoring against this defense, so uh, I, I like the idea of him at three percent. I am finishing my first sim right now, so I'll see how much I'm actually getting to. But it looks like an interesting contrarian play there. We have them five percent to be optimal. Um, but for the most part, like you said, this team is kind of just last guy in, it's a, it's a six game slate, so obviously the main pieces here are playable, but you know, five to six percent on guys.
0: Yeah, there's just
1: I'd be shocked if anybody
0: could just look at the Bulls and think, like, that's a guy I want to get a lot of today. It just it doesn't look like that. What do you want to do with $3,800 Terry Taylor? Uh, not play him. 3800 You know, probably looking at 28 minutes to 30 minutes oh, when yeah, he picks yeah, yeah, up yeah. the start.
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you weren't catching it too early for my gimmick on that one. Well, I'd already asked you who the other center was, and you hadn't said Terry Taylor, so... Well, I forgot it was Terry Taylor yeah. because
0: the me making up that other guy's name was uh funnier to me.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so I didn't I didn't realize that's where you were going with Taylor, but uh yeah, yeah, I mean we yeah. We haven't projected he did play 17 minutes last game, so I also thought maybe you were serious, but
0: yeah. I mean, if he were a better per minute dude, we would
1: actually be having that discussion
0: for today. Uh yeah. it, like he unfortunately he every, he's not
1: he played every non drummond the minute last game. If Drummond does get in foul trouble, Taylor actually does become a possible play.
0: Yeah, I mean, I gave him 15 minutes. He's just going to project like shit because he's right. not that kind of guy. But if he were, you know, Andre Drummond-ish as a backup, it would be a very different
1: discussion point. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we have not projected for 12 draft points right now.
0: Einsteinium said it, and this feels true. Uh, this is the game that Maxi goes off with and be back now. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Drummond gonna be on the injury report with stage four cancer. Bro would make anything to not play impede. <laughs> That's good. That that actually legitimately made me laugh. Like before I even got to it. Let's go to the Philly side, where as weird as it sounds, I think the Sixers side is more unappealing than the Bulls side, except for welcome back Joel Embiid. Eleven K, obviously center only projected for 24% ownership. The next highest guy on the DK side is 4%. We do have one piece of injury news here for Philly, and they still don't create anything. Uh, DeAnthony Melton is out, um, but Good. we did get Nick Batum back the last time. I got 22% of Embiid. He is very clearly, to me, the top play for today, and I will take whatever I can get.
1: Yeah, I have 20% Embiid. Uh, just to quickly go back to Chicago, I do have 20% the Rosen right now. Okay, I have no problem with that. Um, yeah. wouldn't be upset if it comes down, but I mean, 10% the Rosen getting two X, that's fine. I have 8% Drummond. So I am like two to three X the field at 3% owned, uh, 6% Caruso, 4% Williams for the bulls. So about half the field on Caruso uh, on the Philly side and the guy I'm getting to the most 20% of him, uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's 11K Joel indeed He's going to look really good. 20% chance of being optimal 24% ownership. I think that all looks fine. Um, I'm getting to 10% Batum right now. He's only projected for 3% ownership. That's just a function of there not being much value on this slate, most likely. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, like I don't... I got 8% Oubre, 5,800
1: shooting guard, small
0: forward. I'm guessing he probably is just starting and probably getting to that 30 to 32-minute range. I assume Batum is going to be the other starter, and this is just going to look like what it
1: did before, but Ubre in, Melton out. Yeah, 19 uh, minutes for Batum last game back. Shouldn't be that difficult for him to just play like 25, 24 or something like that. Uh, And he's cheap enough where, you know, clearly you're not confident, but he's $4,200 on a slate without a lot of value. Um, I'm with you on Uber, shooting guard, small forward, 5,800 right now, only projected for 4% ownership. I have 8%. um, Maybe that ownership comes up a little bit. I'm getting to 8% maxi too, which more than fine with at three or at 3% owned 9k -hmm. price tag. It's not like it's a, it's not like the price tag got too out of control when Embiid was out. Um, So on a six-game slate at low ownership, I'm still fine with that. Clearly, you would prefer him if Embiid didn't play, but he's still a very high upside player. Just
0: in general, other than Embiid, and like I know you're getting to DeRozan, but like other than Embiid, there's not a,
1: a standout like this is a guy you should be getting to, dude, in this game. The only player in this game that when we get to lock, I mean, obviously, assuming like nothing crazy happens news-wise, uh, the way things look right now, the only player in this game, like if I were to just rerun. Sims a million times between now and lock. The only guy that I would be surprised that I didn't have like a good amount of is Embiid. Yeah, and
0: because of this slate, Embiid at 11K, SGA is 10-3 matchup against Boston. But whatever, they're the only two guys 10K or above. Like this is not a slate. There's no Giannis. There's no Jokic. Uh, since San Antonio decided to nerf Victor Wembanyama, he is in that same conversation. When he's playing the real minutes, he's not now. So we don't have the same top end.
1: That makes Joel Embiid that much more appealing to on um, this return. This is going to be a fun game. Um, how much Fantecchio did you play yesterday? I have no idea. Not. I mean, I had a lot at lock. I know, but people people are thanking you in chat for Fontecchio, and I just wanted to rub it in that I'm pretty sure you didn't even end up playing. Uh,
0: let me see what I had at lock. And whatever it was, like I I clearly swapped clean out of that shit. Is this pre-lock? Yeah. That, okay. So that's after lock. All right, After lock, sixteen percent.
1: Oh, really? You still ended up with sixteen after you swapped
0: at lock. I only had twenty at lock.
1: Oh, okay. I, yeah, that's what I, I
0: didn't realize you had that much. I also don't remember how owned he was. Like it was nothing, right? Yeah. Okay. So like I did still. That's still a pretty sizable stand. I didn't realize I had that much at lock. It didn't once once. I didn't care after lock. I was too pissed off about swapping to shit Charlotte. Yeah. All righty folks schedule for the rest of the day. Very easy. Lots of basketball, but we do have a little hockey for you guys. 2 PM Eastern NHL strategy show. We've got the NBA deeper dive with myself and Adam coming back at 5 PM and then NBA live before lock at 6 PM. I also need to let you guys know about our avatar and I got tagged on Twitter last night because someone was like, hey, I need. I wanted to make sure that I used the avatar. I forgot to do it last time. Ended up hitting second, and they're going to be getting a a free month at Stochastic. You can do the same. Go to stochastic.com slash avatar or uh, click the link in the description or what pops up in chat. Use our logo on DraftKings, FanDuel, Owner's Box, Yahoo. If you finish in the top three of a contest with 5,000 or more entries, You get one month of whatever package you want at Stochastic. I'm assuming you'd want NBA Sims. That'll get you projections, ownership, boom bust, sim tool, lineup generator, everything we have on the NBA side. It's a $200 value and you get it for free. All you have to do is tweet your result at Stochastic HOF. We want everybody to see that someone used our stuff or used our logo and finished at the top. And we want to reward you by doing that. So you get a month of whatever you're looking for. So stochastic.com slash avatar link in the description. Uh, Fontecchio. The San Antonio Spurs, 11 and point underdogs in Memphis, 233 total. This is a pretty terrible spot for the Spurs. 13% ownership coming into Victor Wembanyama right now, single digits across the board. Uh, evidently Malachi Branham is a thing on Fanduel, 4,400, 30% owned. I'd feel pretty comfortable getting away from that. I don't know how you get to anything from San Antonio other than Wemby, and even then, I don't feel great. They look awful. Memphis defense is decent. They now have Marcus Smart back. This is starting to become a real team again. They look
1: shitty. Yeah, uh, Branham at 8% is the most I'm getting to on DraftKings. 5K, point guard, shooting guard, getting 5% ownership. Uh, Wemby's pulling 13% on DraftKings. I'm a little confused by that one just because they did say he's going to continue being limited and minutes wise obviously he's a good point per minute guy but not a super yeah. appealing matchup he we assume is on a minutes limit I, I like I'm never I never think he's a bad player or anything the price tag has come down a little bit I was just surprised to see that like this is when people are deciding to play Wemby uh, I'm not getting yeah. there I have two percent right now two percent for sell. clearly I'm not gonna be upset if I do get a little bit more Wemby um but yeah like he's getting more ownership than the Rosen right now and probably playing 10 less minutes
0: yeah, just it, it, it's we already
1: talked about. It's
0: kind of wild. Like I would get it if you and I were getting to him. Yeah. And we, you know, he can go out there and drop thirty-six, six and seven blocks in twenty-four minutes, like he did against Portland a couple of days ago. And like all of a sudden, you're like, okay, I don't care at all about that minutes limit. It doesn't right. matter. He's just gonna smash. But like, I'm not hoping that happens. I think it's just a case of like, there's really just not a lot of good stuff out there. And you can just kind of still get to him because he's that good of a per minute dude, even in limited minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, it, it's, it's a weird one to talk about because if he were like 4% under something, I would think he was a really, really good play. It's yeah. just that like, if the field's going to be there already, hopefully he doesn't smash an $8,500 price tag in 26 minutes.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I might as well just do this now before I start saying it. Okay, so like Jaron Jackson Jr. is already 23% on. I was going to say like you've got a comparable 8K power forward center option on the opposite side of this game. Actually, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is like 7,100. So maybe not even uh, comparable in that regard. But you have Jaron Jackson Jr. on the opposite side that looks better. I just I don't know what you do here with San Antonio. Their rotations are garbage. They're playing everybody. And they're all this feels like the
1: Grizzlies
0: a couple years ago when everybody played like 22 to 28 minutes and
1: you hated every bit of it. Yep. Yeah. And just kind of scrolling through, looking at what, you know, power forward center type guys I am getting to in somewhat similar price ranges. I'm getting a lot more Porzingis. I'm getting more DeRozan. Like I said, I'm getting more Tatum. I'm getting a lot more Jaron Jackson. So, and I I will say too, I think my projection on Wemby is a little bit low right now, just looking at the fantasy points per minute. So maybe it comes up a little bit, but um, that ownership kind of concerns me. Uh, I mean, I have
0: 9%,
1: yeah. and you know how I have him projected at this point. I think that's probably about what I'm going to be able to do is get somewhere in that 10 range and call it a day. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess I, I don't want it to come off as, you know, I think Wemby's a bad player or anything. Obviously, he's got a ceiling. It's just when yeah. assuming that the minutes limit that they said he is on is true. It's just so hard to put up a score you need at $8,500, and if he's going to be close to 15% owned, I probably just won't really have it. Um, but, yeah, nothing really looking good from this team for me at all. Uh, the Grizzlies side is a little bit different. We got a lot of talking points here.
0: One, John Morant projected for five percent ownership. Sign me up for that one against San Antonio. I got fourteen and I'm happy. Twenty percent to Bain. I'm matching it. Twenty-three percent to Jackson. I'm over on that. Ten percent to Smart. I'm a little bit over on that. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't know: twenty-sixth in defense. That's the Spurs number one in pace. The other guy that we got to talk about, and I think it's fascinating for today, but the ownership is already there, which kind of bums me out. 18% ownership coming into a $3,800 Bismack Diambo who by the way, 0.67 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. That's really hard to do as a center.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, you said you were what, five, three X the field on Morant. I have 15, I have 14. Yeah. I'm double you. Um, I have 28% Morant right now. He, you're more like an L, but that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, 5% ownership, 7% chance of being optimal at 9,700. I'm getting a lot, and I am more than happy if that holds a yeah. great spot for him. If this game's competitive, he's likely playing big minutes. If it's not, there's a good chance that he's a reason why. Uh, I'm getting the 34% Jaron Jackson is my highest owned guy from Memphis. He's 23% owned, 16% chance of being optimal. Power forward center, uh, so I'm over the field there. I'm getting the 28% Biambo fields at 17 i'm just using him as a value piece there's not a lot of value today yeah. assuming he stays he remains in the starting lineup uh you don't know how the minutes are going to look i mean last game he played about 18 minutes in the first half and finished the game at 22 minutes so yeah you ha- you don't really have a lot of confidence in, in how the minutes are going to go like you said uh, 0.67 yeah. DraftKings points per minute over the last 30 days you don't have a lot of confidence in how the production is going to go either, but with him projected for about 22 minutes, I am still getting 28% of him just because we don't have much value on the slate. It is opening up the ability for me to get to somebody like Morant. And there is at yeah. least still some upside baked in here because while you're assuming he plays like 22 minutes, he could play more and he could just produce more against the Spurs. Like it's obviously possible. So uh, those are the three I'm getting a lot of. Then I'm getting the 10% Marcus Smart, who's projected for 10% ownership at 5,800. I'm getting the 6% Canard, 2% Bane. So pretty big Bane fade for me right now, which I don't love and kind of hope it changes. Shooting guard small forward, 8,200, 20% ownership, 16% chance of being optimal. There's no like obvious reason for me why I am not getting to him, but uh, at the same time, if... I'm going to basically just play a lot of Morant when the field's not going to and not play Bane when the field is. That is a perfectly fine approach. I just ideally would have more of Bane also. Both.
0: Yep. Yeah, you just have more of Bane and still the same amount of Morant. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's complicating for Morant, and like I said, I am 3Xing the field. You've got SGA at 10-3, Morant at 97. Fox at 96, Maxi at 9K, Curry at 8,800. This is just point guard, point guard, point guard, point guard, all in the same basic range, all with sizable ceilings. It becomes difficult to like prioritize one of those dudes out of the group. I'd happily have as many as I can get, but it what does get really range? difficult at the top of point guard. I don't think you have extra point guard spots. It's mostly just center, right? I don't have any SJA right now. Interesting, interesting. I have eight of SGA. I have uh, 4X the field of Steph Curry, though. So that's happening. But yeah, getting to Morant, getting to Jackson, Bain, smart. Dude, Tillman started the second half two days or two games ago for the Grizzlies. And I was like, okay, now they're making the move. And then you got that Biombo game where he plays 18 minutes in the first half. I don't know if he can close. I don't know if he's going to start.
1: I don't know what minutes this dude's playing anymore. What do you project Bismack Biombo for? I have him at twenty-two right now. I don't really know how to handle it. Tillman D, uh, was a DNP in the first half of that game, and then yeah. played, that, you know, played a normal second half. Kind of he he played he played like a three-minute rotation to close the third quarter, start the fourth. Then he played garbage time. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. Jaron Jackson was the backup center in the first half. Yeah, which seems is like good they could Jaren probably Jackson, get that by done by today. Way.
0: Yeah. What'd you say? I'm sure they can get that done today when the centers are Wemby for 24 minutes and Mamu I hate it. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I can't figure out if Bismack Biombo is like the easiest
1: play in the world to make today <laughs> or the cleanest fade. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm okay with where I'm coming in right now around like 28%. I'd be nervous if this starts being like, "Oh, I'm playing 70% Biambo or something." But yeah. I wouldn't mind
0: if it just showed up as zero and it was like, okay, I'm gonna hope that he keeps being his 0.67 dude, plays 20 minutes,
1: and this is just dumb when it all when we all look back at it. Twenty-four total starts this season for Biombo with Jaron Jackson active, 0.78 DraftKings points per minute, 25 minutes per game. You know, going to 22 minutes. Like I, I don't feel like I have him over projected right now. Six games with yeah. Jackson and Morant, 20.4 minutes per game, 0.72 DraftKings points per minute. That's that. Not- it's a weird one.
0: But that said, Bain, Morant, Jackson, Smart. Uh everybody looks awesome when you get to face the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, they do.
1: By the way, how many minutes did you go to for Wemby?
0: Twenty-six,
1: I think. Yeah. yeah. 26, 27, I think is where it should be.
0: Yeah. I basically always want to set it so that I can I can get to him. And that seems to be the threshold. Brooklyn Nets. Six and a half point dogs in New Orleans, 229 total. Not much to look at here for Brooklyn. Uh, Probable tag on Dorian Finney-Smith. Otherwise, everybody that's normally available is. It's straight single-digit ownership to everybody from Brooklyn. I have almost everybody in at least one lineup. Uh, 15% ownership to Claxton on FanDuel, 12 to Cam Johnson on FanDuel. The guy that I like the most is probably Claxton, but you also have a million centers every day. So, I did get to 15% bridges. That is the
1: only guy that I got in double digits. Yeah, 22% bridges for me, my only double digit guy here. Um 7200 shooting guard only, which is absurd, but yeah, and makes things a little bit more difficult, but uh 9% owned, 12% chance of being optimal. So, we do have him going a little bit under owned. And this salary just keeps falling. Uh I think he looks like a good contrarian play. I have no problems with you know, getting over the field on him. Other than that, I'm just getting small amounts of pretty much everybody. 6% Finney Smith, 6% Cam Johnson, 4% Smith, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. 4% there Sharp, 2% Claxton, 2% Dinwiddie. Fields not double digits on anybody. I think 6,800 for Claxton looks fine. I'm just not getting much of it right now. Um, yeah. Brid- Bridges is the only guy standing out to me from Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, it's just none of it looks great. It's all, they're all just mediocre. They all play the same, like it's all the same sort of roles all the time. Nothing yeah, really none changes.
1: of them are great point per minute guys.
0: No, It's all pretty bleak. Which is not fun to talk about.
1: No, I, I am glad side, though that like Bridges is the one separating. I would hate it if it yeah. was just like, oh, we're getting, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. today. Like, at least not it's fun. Bridges.
0: Pell's side, 10% to Ingram, 10% to McCollum. Twenty to Zion right now, where he's seventy eight hundred, single digits across the board for everybody else. But I don't give a shit about Ingram, McCollum, or Zion. We need to have the real conversation. Joe Val and Larry Nance are just splitting forty eight minutes at center now.
1: Yeah the uh, the the fun times of playing Joe Val with no Nance are apparently done. Uh, twenty five minutes from Joe Val last game, twenty three from Nance. Right now, I have six percent Joe Val. I don't have Nance. If Nance had power forward eligibility, I think he'd be really interesting. It's just tough yeah. when he's center only. Uh, we did see, you know, earlier in the season that they, for a while, were preferring to close with him over Val. So that is something to keep an eye on. He did get those minutes last game. Uh, but at 4,200 center only, it's still tough to get a lot of him. But it does look like he's back to just being an actual thing. And it does cut into Joval quite a bit. Um, I am, I think it's interesting. And I'm, I'm happy with how it's working out right now. Uh, $7,800 Zion. ownership, 15% chance of being optimal. $8,100 Ingram shooting guard small forward for 300 more, 9% ownership. I have 10% Zion, 20% Ingram. So I flipped those two, which perfectly fine with that. Better positional eligibility for Ingram, better projection for, a little bit better better projection for uh, Ingram for me as well. Zion, a little bit less expensive, but double the ownership going to Zion. I like getting Ingram as a pivot there.
0: Yeah, I like Ingram there as well. Um, I'm fascinated by the fact that like, if they're going to be splitting 48 minutes for Val and Nance, that also means no Zion at the five minutes, which is probably not great for him. Yep, agreed. So I don't mind being a little lighter on Zion. I'm only neutral on Ingram, which kind of bums me out. I'm neutral on CJ as well. I also have one share of Nance, one share of Val, some Alvarado, some Herb Jones. Like, I got a little bit of everything. Some Trey Murphy, who is questionable, $5,400 shooting guard, small forward. But if I'm getting to anything, I hope it's Ingram. And then, if I get Zion and CJ, that's
1: totally cool with me, too. Yeah. I don't have any McCollum right now, which kind of sucks, but, you know, what what are you going to do about it? Um, Probably partly because I'm getting so much John Morant, but uh, he looks fine. I just don't have him. Um, But yeah, like Zion and Ingram, I think are the two best plays here. I love the way that I'm getting to them right now. I certainly wouldn't be upset if that just goes back to normal and I'm getting, you know, Zion 20%, 10% Ingram, but uh, I do really like kind of just flip flopping those guys.
0: Anything else here for New Orleans?
1: Nope.
0: Hit that like button, folks. Let's see if we can get that number up over 100 as we talk a little bit about better. If you are in the Pick'em Streets and you haven't signed up at better yet, stop what you're doing right now and sign up because you can double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. This is the best deposit bonus that we have going right now. You should take advantage before it goes away. Click the link in the description or the link that shows up in chat They'll match whatever you put in there up to 500 bucks. You could also 100X your entry if you get eight picks correct. That's across NBA, NFL, hockey, baseball when it's around and more. My goal is to acquire as much money as I can from bonuses when they're offered like this. After that, figure out where you want to play, figure out what's best for you. Maybe use Odd Shopper to sift through some more plays across some of the other sites. But for this scenario... Take advantage of that deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Got to be 21 or over. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. I am incredibly excited to watch this game. Boston Celtics, three-point favorites in Oklahoma City, 239 total, and everybody's healthy. This is an awesome game. The Celtics are number one in net rating right now. The Thunder are third. Both of these teams, offensively and defensively, rank in the top seven, which is nuts. This is as this is as fun as it gets to me. This is this is just awesome basketball to see. That said, uh, Boston is basically unowned. Give me any one of the starters, and I'm cool with it. Otherwise, there's no chance I'm playing somebody from Boston.
1: Yeah, give me any one of the starters, and I'm cool with it. But I actually have a couple of aggressive stands right now too. Six um, percent Porzingis right now. Uh, 6% ownership coming into Porzingis, 9% chance of being optimal. I'm getting to 24% Porzingis. So that is one of the guys that I'm playing. If the field is going to Wemby at 15%, I'm going to just play yeah. some 5% Porzingis at four $500 less, whatever it was. Uh, so I'm getting there. And then Tatum, 9800 small forward, power forward, getting 5% ownership. I have 18% of him. I obviously am not going to be upset about getting over the field on Jason Tatum. Uh, it's... Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I'm still, I'm waiting to find out what value guy I'm getting that I really don't want for me to be way over the field on Tatum and way over the field on Ja. I am expecting some 3K guy to show up that I don't want to play, but I haven't figured out who that is yet. So uh, as of right now, I'm happy with the Tatum piece. And then I'm getting a little bit of Drew, a little bit of Jalen Brown. Uh, Obviously, you know, if I got a little bit more of those guys, that would be fine. But uh, I do like the Tatum Porzingis pieces right now at low ownership. And again, I think just kind of serving as Wemby pivots to some extent.
0: Yeah, I, I think Tatum and Porzingis are the two guys. Mohamed says, I like Derek White. He's definitely dead last for me of these five Celtics starters. Um, from a defense like standpoint, like,
1: like, like the dude is great at basketball. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I love Derek White for, for real. But it, to me, he's the worst of the guys that you can get to from Boston. Uh, you're going to end up getting to a lot of Ish Smith and uh, Nick Smith. By the way, that's going to be the one. And I almost I, I do have be. a lot of
1: I have a lot of Ish. I already know that.
0: Okay. Um, I don't have a lot. Of I stuff. don't have as much Tatum or Porzingis, but like, like I said, I have a stand on Curry. So you and I are doing the same things, just with different star players.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have twelve. I have twelve percent Curry. I have twenty-four. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, like any Boston starter is cool. On the OKC side, kind of the same scenario, but these are the idiots that always start to show up, like. Oh, uh, maybe you have some of this one cuz I've 13% case in Wallace and it's not like I haven't projected well, but 20% ownership to Lou Dort, 20 to Josh Giddy, 10 to Kenrich Williams, 10 to Shay, 10 to Chet. Lots of ownership just coming in scattered across OKC. I'd prefer it to be congregated into the starters. I'm neutral on Shea. I'm getting to Dort which seems like I don't know how you get away from it, $4600 small forward. Giddy's been playing a little bit more than he had been and he's a fantastic per minute dude when he's on the floor. I also have 16% Chet, which I never have. I also have Jalen Williams and Isaiah Joe and
1: all of these other idiots. I have a lot of OKC. What are you doing? Uh, modest amounts of OKC. Giddy's 16%. my highest owned guy here right now. Fields at 18%. So I'm right around that. Point guard, shooting guard, 5,600. Just a good price tag. Obviously not a good matchup. But on a slate that doesn't have a ton of value, it's just a useful piece. Dort showing up 14% for me a little under the field. Like you said, nothing really you can do about that one. 4,600 is just cheap for what he does. This is certainly a matchup where I would expect them to want him to play a lot of minutes as long as he's not fouling out. Uh So, you know, that works in his favor as well. I'm getting the 12% Kenrich Williams, which, you know, that's one of those where I'm sure that's helping me open up some of this other stuff, but only 12% I'm fine with. If it were like a, oh, I'm getting the 40% Kenrich Williams, I would have to you know, change some stuff. But at 3,300, I have no confidence in him, but I don't mind mixing him into some lineups here and there just to get me to Morant and Tatum if that's what's happening. Uh, 12% Chet for me, more than happy with that. Uh, he's getting 10% ownership, so I'm right around the field there. And then I have 10% Isaiah Joe. Field is at 6%, 3,500 shooting guard small forward. Again, it's just what he opens up. It's nothing really to do with him. So I'm getting to those five. I don't have anything of anyone else. I have 10 to 16% of Giddy Dort Williams Holmgren and Joe.
0: Thirteen percent Case and Wallace, sixteen Holmgren, nine Joe, eighteen Giddy, eleven Kenrich Williams, twenty nine Dort, eight SGA. I really hope that just becomes SGA Dort Giddy and Chet, and all the Chet all the Case and Wallace Kenrich Williams shit goes away. Isaiah Joe playing sixteen minutes a night. I need that dude to come out there and make eight threes and cross my fingers and hope that he gets to play more. Oh, amazing game, though. Like, so much fun. Hopefully we see these guys playing a lot in the future. You know, I don't expect OKC or Boston to be going anywhere anytime soon. So fun little uh, East versus West showdown. Yep. OKC's going to be good for so long. They really are. I mean, and the cupboard is full, too. Like, it's not like they made moves and the cupboard is bare, but they got what they needed. Their cupboard is full and they've got, like, an extra pantry and a side house. Like, they're like the Orioles of the NBA right now. Yeah. With
1: a much more predictable uh, path forward. Right, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, not not playing in a division with the Yankees uh, and not playing a sport where the playoffs are an entire lottery.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be so much fun. I really wanted them to get into that OG bidding like i think I, I thought that he would have just been the perfect pit here i don't know what the move maybe they don't ever make one and they just develop these guys and they're fucking awesome and nothing matters but you have all this draft capital to turn like two into one
1: yeah. upgrade i'll say that's almost like and problem's not the right word but it's like when you're playing 2k and you you know acquire a bunch of draft picks or whatever you make really good draft picks and then you're looking at your team you're like oh i can go out and get a star but like who do i want to get rid of
0: Like at some point in time, this team is going to have to think about what does a seven and a half man rotation look like in a Western Conference final? And like, who are those final couple guys? Because I don't think they really have that. Like they're trying to figure out their depth right now. Right.
1: You know, they know who their five are. Right. Like and from like a long term standpoint, I think pretty clearly you're just building around SGA, Williams and Chet. And then you're figuring out what else ends up fitting.
0: Yeah, you're trying to find all of the Danny Greens and like Andre Iguodala's and like that fourth or fifth dude in the starting lineup that you swap out a starter for. Those are the guys that they like desperately,
1: desperately are trying to hunt down. And the obvious upgrade right now is Gabe.
0: Yeah, un- unquestionably. That's what like if they can turn him into some sort of mildly two way dude, I'd love to see it.
1: Oh, I love this team. What if he was just like Derek White? That would be
0: ridiculous. It would it would be amazing. Amazing. I don't know. I, I assume that's supposed to say go fudge yourself, but like uh shortened small market budget. It's not a small market budget. They've I never believe like the that. Oklahoma City Thunder have paid the seventh most luxury tax money over the past like 10 plus years. They had like a hundred and something million dollar luxury tax bill. For a barely into the playoff team a couple years ago this team has no problem whatsoever spending into the luxury tax if they are going to be successful
1: i feel like people like think that way because of like harden leaving but they spent they just didn't spend on him yeah
0: like are they a small market team yes that is not the the denying point for me their ownership is willing to spend on this team and they've done it in the past they have spent shit tons of money in luxury tax bills Way more than most of the teams that you would expect that do that in better markets. They don't do that. How do I feel about Siakam to OKC? Like, that that is absolutely not what I would want the Thunder to do. That just doesn't fit what they're looking for. Like, in a vacuum, like, if they could just sign him, yeah, I would never want to give up any assets. That's the, the, the downside of Siakam. Grab another dude that's in this like 25, 26 window. They have so many picks that they can overpay in that way. Uh, all right, two more games to go, but first, one final thing to talk about. That's going to be Odd Shopper. I know Adam tweeted out his Odd Shopper results either yesterday or two days ago. It's been fantastic for him. I'm very, very excited to get legalized in North Carolina so that I can start using it, but it's a fantastic Product. We're taking a market-based approach to beating the books. You can shop around for lines across all of the different sports books. You get expected value and expected win rate, parlay calculators, things like that. All of that exists, but you can see Greg's screenshots. He's crushing with Odd Shopper. Adam's screenshots, crushing with Odd Shopper. Multiple other people posting. I know that's all anecdotal, but this is just an information game. We think we're playing it a little bit better than everybody else. Not to mention, you can get into our premium Discord by signing up at Odd Shopper. We lowered the price dramatically uh, not too long ago. It's a much more accessible price point for everybody. If you want to check it out, go to oddshopper.com or click the links in the description. This could have been a really awesome game if Golden State were better, but the Orlando Magic, three-point dogs in Golden State, 231 total for Orlando. We've got a Q tag on Markel Fultz. Is he going to be back finally? We shall see. Uh, No Joe Ingles, no John Isaac. 25% 25% ownership coming into Franz Wagner. I have 43 18% coming into Paolo Bancaro. I have 15. I don't know how you really get to anybody else for the magic. But Franz Wagner's playing 37 minutes a game now and he's 7500.
1: Yeah, the only two guys I'm getting to are the two the Fields getting to. Uh Fields at 19% Bancaro 23% Wagner. I am well below the field on both. I only have 10% Bancaro. I have 6% Wagner. I assume that Jason Tatum uh Christoph Porzingis is kind of pivoting away from these guys as well, in addition to Wemby, but they look fine. You know, if these are guys you're getting to great, they just happen to be ones that I'm playing the Rose and I'm playing Porzingis, I'm playing Tatum at lower ownership. And I have no issues with that playing Ingram at lower ownership, but um, it's not that they're bad plays. They're just going a little bit over-owned. They happen to be ones that I personally right now am getting away from to some other good players that I think look similar, but you very easily can also build good players positive lineups that have these guys they're playing a lot of minutes the price tags are still very reasonable they they look good they're just ones that i personally right now i'm a bit under the field on yeah i went 37 to franz for today at
0: 7500 and i'm gonna get a shit ton of him i'm i am very very okay with that but whether fultz is back or not like if uh, you kind of just draw the line at suggs and you call it a day if you want to get to anybody else
1: yeah, it, yeah, if Folts is out, like Suggs, I guess, looks looks fine at 5,700, but probably still not a priority.
0: And then we get to Golden State. I assume you have a ton of ownership here, given what you were talking about before. Uh, Steve Kerr came out and said that, at least for, th- for the foreseeable future and uh, – Quick reminder, don't ever listen to Steve Kerr, but uh, the starting lineup is supposed to be the starting lineup moving forward, which is Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, and Trace Jackson Davis. Jackson Davis, 57% owned, $4,600 center. I have 59. 52% ownership coming into Chris Paul. I have a lot. Uh, Around 10 to Wiggins and Kaminga. I have 30 of Kaminga. I also have 29% of Steph. I think the Golden State side looks pretty good here, but the problem is, This is also a terrible defensive matchup.
1: Yeah, uh, not a good matchup, but I am getting to this team. Not quite as much as the field in some cases, but uh, Chris Paul, $5,600 point guard, getting 52% ownership. I have 60% right now, so I am getting there a little bit over the field. Started last game, played 32 and a half minutes. That's just, I think, what you're expecting at this point, which makes that price tag too cheap. He's still priced for his previous role where he wasn't doing that. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis started also. He played 29 minutes. Uh, dealt with i think some foul trouble in the first half didn't play as much in the first half as i would have expected wasn't even really foul trouble just didn't play a lot he he picked up three fouls but uh two of them were towards the end of the half his third one was at 52 seconds left so it didn't actually really impact his playing time he did play a lot more in the second half played the entire fourth quarter got to 29 minutes 4600 center only looks like one of the better values on the slate we have him projected for 59 percent ownership 37.5% Thirty-seven and a half percent chance of being optimal. I'm pretty much in line with that optimal percentage. I have thirty-eight percent right now. There is always, you know, opportunity cost at center, but he does look like a good value. So I'm getting a ton of those two guys. I'm also getting the twenty-six percent commingo right now. He's five K yeah. projected for twelve and a half percent ownership. He started. He played twenty-five minutes. You know, certainly could play a little bit more if he's playing well. I am using him as a relatively low-owned value piece a bit. Also, I don't have any problems Damn. with that. Uh, so those are the three I'm getting like a lot of from this team. And then I'm getting the 12% Curry at 6.5% owned, 2X the field there. Looks good to me. Getting to 10% Wiggins at 4,900. He's 11% owned, so I'm right with the field. And then like 2% apiece on Pajemski and Clay. So really building around Chris Paul, getting a good amount of, of Jackson Davis, although it is below the field. Getting over the field on Kaminga, over the field on Curry. I'm getting the Golden State a lot.
0: Yeah. I have 30% Kaminga, 29% Curry. Like, I'm getting the stands on Paul and Chase Jackson Davis. These guys just look fantastic now. The prices are in a very reasonable spot. I mean, Steph at 8,800 on DraftKings with the MPE. Like, when he has that day where he hits eight threes and you get that four-point bonus as well, you're starting to be like, oh, my God, what's Steph doing for today? And On a day like today where it's not like, your other, like, we're not worried about a Jokic payup, a Giannis payup, no LeBron, no AD. Like, it's a pretty thin herd at the top. These are the kind of days where I will happily get to a 6% on Steph.
1: Yeah, and the thing to keep in mind with Steph, too, is there's, like, normally our discussion around Steph revolves around, like, we need him to have that day where he goes and knocks down nine three-pointers. With this salary falling, you don't even need that day anymore. Like, the knock on Steph from a content standpoint when we discuss him is normally because he's priced around players that – contribute peripherals more than he does he's still about a 1.3 drafting point per minute guy for the year and he's now eighty eight hundred dollars. he's just getting down to yeah. like a close to correct price tag now when normally yeah. he's overpriced because of his name
0: Fun game too you know what's not fun The hornets. staying up till 10 o'clock to watch the charlotte hornets be 16 and a half point underdogs in sacramento uh unfortunately for us Okay, we don't have an injury report yet for Charlotte. They're on a back-to-back. But the report came out yesterday that it doesn't seem like we're going to have Terry Rozier today, which means we get to do this experience again. 51% ownership coming into a $4,300-ish Smith. Uh, We got 10 to Bridges, 10 to Brandon Miller, only 4 to Nick Smith at 4K. (sighs) Let's start with Ish, who, if he's the starting point guard playing 28 to 30 minutes for Charlotte, like, it's just a value play you got to get to, even though he sucks.
1: Yeah, I'm getting a lot of him. I'm not excited about it, but at least it is a good matchup against Sacramento. And there's just not a lot of value on this slate. He started yesterday, played 29 minutes. The game was a blowout. So potentially could have played more. Um, But yeah, like if he starts or assuming he starts, projecting around 28 minutes makes sense. He's still only 4,300. 51% ownership, 32% chance of being optimal. This is one where I am over the field, even though he is going over-owned. I have 78% right now. It's just opening up. Uh, everything else. If, you know, like if, for example, I started playing 30, whatever percent ish and playing more Jackson Davis, that would also be fine with me. I would probably prefer that, but you know, it's just, he's unlocking everything else. I'm paying up at other positions because of him. And then you're just kind of hoping that he doesn't kill you at 4,100.
0: Should we be more interested than in Nick Smith than 4%?
1: Yes. And no. Yes. Because this game, Charlotte's rotation can just change and Smith, Nick Smith plays more. The game can get out of hand early and Nick Smith plays more. There are ways for him to just play a lot more minutes than he's projected for, but also no, because of the rotation we saw yesterday where he was just the direct backup and wasn't playing alongside, uh, alongside ish. That is obviously a problem when, you know, yesterday we were assuming you were going to get them alongside each other. They had done that before. So, it's scary to get there. I definitely think that it's a situation where if somebody just you know basically offered you twelve to one on Nick Smith versus Ish Smith, you're taking that. But from a DFS standpoint, I am only getting four percent Nick Smith right now, and I am getting a ton of Ish. Uh, so it's hard for me to say that I think he should be more popular.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get to him if he's 4% owned, just because of the variance of what this matchup is going to be and how little they probably have to actually care whether Ishmith is playing for them or not. Like, I like, I'm more than okay with rolling those dice. I don't want to take the same stand that I did yesterday. They're the two most interesting guys to me. They're not necessarily the guys I want the most. If I get Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges,
1: that'll make me feel better about my Hornets exposure. Yeah, like, they're obviously nicer to look at. Um, I'm getting 26% Nick Richards right now, which okay. he's 8% owned, 6K, uh, taking a bit of a stand on him at center. I don't have a huge issue with that if this game's competitive and he's not in foul trouble. You're getting enough minutes where he looks pretty good. Uh, I'm getting to 18% Brandon Miller at 12% owned. I'm getting to 16% Miles Bridges at 13% owned. So I am over the field on all of Smith, of Ish Smith, Nick Richards, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, and then I'm even with the field on Nick Smith.
0: I only have a ton of Ish and some Nick Smith. I'm very, you know, like 5% at most to everybody else here for Charlotte. This team sucks. I'm really curious to see if we get anybody else out. I, I, you know we're going to get Rozier Q tag, right? I was going to say,
1: you know, we're going to get Ish out, right? Oh, I hope we do. Makes everything a lot easier. Kind of. It also makes the slate kind of dumb. <laughs> Probably.
0: I mean, he's, Ish Smith is 51% owned right now. He, it's already dumb if true, that's the problem. True. Are you going to be really mad because now you have 50% of Nick Smith instead of ish Smith? Like, Yeah, that's true. Like, I guess I'd, I'd rather be more cheer mad. for Nick
1: Smith. I, I'd be more mad if like my stand right now was Tate was playing low on Nick Smith at the expense of ish, and then everybody yeah. just ends up on Nick Smith. But since I'm jamming ish, I guess, yeah, I if he gets ruled out. The, the slate know. is not going to change in any way. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I do, and there's, and there's nothing I do to account for this. But just kind of thinking about how my exposures look right now, I do kind of like it just because I have so much ish. And obviously this game being somewhat competitive is better for his minutes. So I do sort of like that. I'm just also getting to Richards Miller bridges. Like it all kind of works together, even though that's not something yeah. that I directly account for.
0: On the opposite side of Charlotte, we have a Sacramento team that is 10 to 15% owned on uh, newly minted starter, Chris Duarte. Uh, I missed that one, by the way, 10% ownership to Fox 15 to Sabonis two to the barnacle of the Bay 10 to Keegan Murray, Still 14 to Malik Monk. Um, I'm getting four of these guys in 10 to 15 percent of my lineups, including Chris Duarte now, shooting guard, small forward 4K. It's just an awesome matchup for them,
1: yes, it is. And Duarte is one of the value pieces I'm getting a lot of. Uh, started last game, played 26 minutes. We have him at 22 and a half right now. Uh, that, that may come up. I have it a little bit higher in the stuff that I ran. Uh, so I went 25. Yeah, uh, that's what I have. Um, 16.5% projected ownership for Duarte. 10% chance of being optimal. Um, Again, that 10% number is based on 22 minutes. But I got to 38%. Shooting guard, small forward, 4K. I'm just using him a lot, assuming he stays in the starting lineup. Not a ton of confidence in anything he does, but he's just obviously not priced to be a starter. It is a good matchup. So that looks pretty good. I'm getting to 18% Keegan Murray. Fields at 10. So I'm over on him. Another power forward that I'm over on that isn't named Wemby or Bancaro, basically um Sabonis so showing up 10% of the time for me fields at 15%. I have 8% Monk, 6% Fox, a little bit of Trey Lyles. I am getting to this team, Duarte is the one that I'm really building around. I'm over on Murray as well.
0: I'm happy to just really get anything that I can get from Sacramento just given this matchup today, assuming we still get that Chris Duarte starting lineup that'll be cool with me. I have 13% of Harrison Barnes right now at 2% ownership which I really don't want. It's yeah. 0.62 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. It's just uh, he's fading. Yes, yeah, I don't have him. I heard I was listening to uh, Zach Lowe's pod from yesterday. we were talking about the OG Ananobi trade. Oh, actually, we haven't talked about that. Um, thoughts on the Ananobi trade? I actually kind of liked it for both
1: teams. Same, I like what Toronto did because OG pretty clearly wasn't coming back, and yeah. I think quickly he's going to be very good. Um, yeah. at the very least, he has the potential to be very good. So they got that RJ Barrett is, you know, whatever Um, for the Knicks. I liked it because for whatever reason, they just weren't going to play quickly the way that they probably should have. And in that case, getting a bunch of OG and Anobi minutes in place of Barrett is a win for the Knicks. So um, I liked it for both teams. And then also I kind of, and we don't know this, but I kind of assume the Knicks have a plan for keeping OG.
0: Yeah. I mean, assuming, look, uh, I assume you've read, the situation for that? No. Okay, so OG Ananobi is represented by CAA. Uh Leon Rose runs the Knicks, former head of CAA. And spoiler alert, OG Ananobi's agent? That would be Leon
1: Rose's son. I, I did know that there was a family connection there. Um, so, yeah, it, so yeah,
0: I mean it's gonna take some real wild shit for uh OG Ananobi to not be back with the Knicks. I mean right if he doesn't sign an extension and he's going out to try to get the bag, then he's going to get a bag from someone and then they'll have to match a a really like unappealing offer. But I think he's just, I think they already know what he's signing for at this point.
1: Right. So yeah, that's how I'm viewing this as well. Like, Oh, the the Raptors were going to lose OG. The Knicks were probably going to lose quickly. And I assume quickly is staying in Toronto. And I assume OG is staying in New York. Yeah.
0: I like the pickup for the Knicks to get precious. You know, you're down a center right now. You can make the decision of which you would you rather have Isaiah Hartenstein or Precious next year. But either way, like you've already figured out your center rotation. That makes it a lot easier. So I'm pretty happy with it all told. The only downside that I had when I first evaluated it was I think that and the pick that the Raptors got, the it's a second rounder from the Pistons this year. So it's either, you know, 31st or 32nd, something like that. It's a solid pick. I think they needed a little bit more coming back to eat RJ Barrett's contract. Sure. Right now. Um, so I I think slightly more draft capital, another like highly protected first round pick or something like that to eat that Barrett's salary coming back was the only thing that I thought was a little bit undervalued. So yeah. I, I I thought of that all before I saw the Kevin Pelton grades of A minus for the Knicks and C for the Raptors. The only thing that I think the Raptors missed on was just simply taking back a little bit too much money. But yeah, my, look, my favorite Barrett's part still twenty three or whatever the fuck. Like he can. I don't think he's going to be anything special, but he certainly has the
1: ingredients. Who? Barrett. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, like they're still, still really young, right? There, there's still a percentage of you know, there's some percentage of the time that he just figures it out. Probably not going to happen. But, um, I, I mean, my favorite part just commentary wise was the trade goes down and like everybody I follow on Twitter is just immediately burying the Knicks for this trade. And then the like actual people that understand this stuff start coming out with their takes and it's very much yeah. favoring the Knicks and it's just always goes that way which is entertaining yeah. um yeah so like i again I, I thought it was i thought it was pretty good for both teams but yeah
0: yeah my the only thing that then like i still don't think the knicks have a chance to do anything they just sort of preemptively went and got a much better playoff performer right for the future they will be nothing until they can get off of
1: our of julius Randle and turn that into something else they'll they'll never win they, they right. yeah, don't have and, a chance. And- Right, and that's the thing too. That like I think it keeps you from getting too excited about the trade for the Knicks. Like in any of your yeah. reactions, is yes, they upgraded. They are a better team now, but they're still not winning shit.
0: No, not at all. But they didn't really give anything up. Like they still have all of those first round picks in their copper. Right. They can go out if they need to go and trade Julius Randle and a shit ton of assets for insert power forward that is more applicable for that team here. They
1: can do that now. Yeah, they I mean, Knicks the fans salary. immediately concluded that they're getting Donovan Mitchell now. So.
0: Yeah, which is like, OK, what do we how, how are we pulling that off? Which salaries are we using to do that? Fournier expiring plus what? And I think if your backcourt in the playoffs is Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, you're going to go precisely nowhere in the playoffs. And that is not to undersell Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson, but you now have a backcourt that is going to be a problem and get picked on over and over again. Maybe OGN and Obi, whoever the power forward is, and Mitchell Robinson, when healthy, can make up. For that poor defensive front, but probably not because it never happens any other way. I like this slate.
1: Yeah, I do. It's it's fun.
0: Let's let's hope we don't gain any new Q tags. I just want this to.
1: Yeah, I like the way I like the way it looks right now. Like you have a lot of good plays. You can some of them are low owned, some of them are popular. You can swap them around and make easy contrarian plays. I like the way it looks right now. Well,
0: well, well, well. Uh, Des, don't feel bad about uh, Evan Fournier. I'm sure he's plenty happy cashing $15 million annual checks. It'll take the sting out of it a little bit. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, notification bell, all that good stuff. Adam's going to have an article and a video out a little bit later, and then he and I will be back for the deeper dive. But go check out Better if you haven't done it yet. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.